Okay, here's a movie-related one. Hey, that's us. Um, what scene from a movie scarred you for life? Hmm. I guess this could be like emotional as well, huh? Emotional. Yes, or... yes, definitely. Oops. I'm also. I'm definitely going more of the emotional route. Yeah. Um, scarred. Ooh, that's hard. Um, I don't know. I scarred. I don't know. It's hard. I mean, something I think about a lot is the ending to The Irishman, the last half hour of that film. Mm -hmm. Not that it's, like, totally uh, traumatizing or anything, but... Just super emotional. Super emotional, and just the feeling yeah. afterwards. A year later with The Irishman, it, it didn't, like, hurt me, but just the feelings and the subject matter a year later, just, uh, I'm just still thinking about it. Yeah. Just sometimes I'm just sitting there in the toilet. And I'm like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, I might as well crack this door open a little bit. You know. Exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna die if I don't crack this door open. Is what's gonna happen. What kind of person makes a phone call like that? What kind of person makes a phone call like that? Uh, for me, uh, movies that that scarred the scene from a movie, um. I wouldn't say scarred, but the it's it's kept me, it's kept me from ever rewatching it again, um, and it's uh, it's from Mother. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Um. And so, when when she's getting like there's seen there's so many scenes in that movie that is is tough to watch, yeah. but the one for me is that is um, there's a there's a scene in in Mother where. She's talking to Javier Javier Bardem um, about something. I don't remember what the context was, but uh, essentially the crowd of people that are in their house pretty much like beat her and like strip her and like just are stomping her, and they don't cut away from it at all, and they don't like you know cut back to the people's like you know the reaction of the people punching. It's just literally. Her face getting fucking beat around and bruised and and she's being torn her clothes are being torn off and then she's just getting fucking trampled. Yeah. And from from after that scene, I just I was like the whole the whole rest of the movie I was like, fuck, dude. I it like it lit it almost made me sick. Like I was like I almost felt like I needed to step out. Dude, like, yeah. That's the only only movie that I've ever felt like that. Other than it. When I first saw it, my biggest fear is clowns. That's right, I'm a so, <laughs> so I went and saw the the new it. I think it was was it 2017, 2018, 2017, 2018, I think. But uh, yeah. yeah, I went and saw that, and I'm like, fuck it, I can't, <laughs> I can't stay for this. I gotta go. I was like <laughs> shivering and sweating, and sh I was like having a full ass panic attack. I was like, Josie, I'm sorry, but I gotta go. Well, especially in that version, they make it as horrifying as possible, yeah. and then they did like a fantastic, a really job good job. That. Yeah, I've watched, I've watched it again, but okay, uh, and the the blow is lessened, way, is way still... less, good. way yeah, less. Yeah. So, well, especially when you're in, like a loud theater, it's just like yeah, it was nice when people would start laughing because that's I've I don't go to a lot of horror movies, but I assume that after a scary part, people laugh because of how scared they get. Yeah, absolutely, um, and. Uh, that was the first time me experiencing that, and it just felt weird. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Uh, I'm glad you guys found this funny, but I'm terrified right, right now. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that that uh, that scene from, from Mother, um, and when they... Dude, that 
when they fucking break the baby's neck. That was pretty. It's a, it's a it's a it's a terribly graphic movie. Yeah, I I, I know a lot of people bash on it for being super pretentious and kind of film school basic in yeah. terms of like the symbolism and whatnot. But like still, like I I bought the movie too. But dude, I can't. Just thinking of that like section of the movie, like exactly. I don't really want to go through that again. I don't want to watch this. It's not worth it. <laughs> no, no, but not at all. I, I do want to watch it again, uh, just to because now I know what like the story is about. Like yeah, yeah, after, yeah. immediately after I watched it, I'm like, I need to figure out what the fuck just happened. And For then sure. I was like, okay, okay, everything's making sense now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that scene, that scene really fucked me up. <laughs> I gotta also say as well the uh, the fourth kind. That uh, alien film about the abductions. I haven't seen that one. I'm not a fucking horror fan. I'm not a horror guy. So like, is that also pretty freaky? It from okay because I haven't seen it. I don't believe since uh, it came out in theaters. I believe like like 2010 or something like that. Uh Um, but I have not watched it since because they will do. um, It's sort of documentary esque. Ah, okay. And it has to do with this therapist, and she's kind of. Uh, getting people to like re, re uh, recount their their abduction stories, mm. but yeah, yeah. There's also like you get to see like an abduction happen, but it also gives off like exorcism vibes. Yeah, that's what I was noticing from the trailers of it when it's, like it's, yeah, from back in the day. <laughs> and I saw this when I was like what twelve or something. Yeah. And I was like, I remember after oh, that. Man. Yeah, I was pretty <laughs> scared out of my brain. <laughs> poopy pants yeah yeah to your poopy pants i haven't watched it i haven't watched that since don't plan on it <laughs> I, w- I would like to give it a try i'm trying to watch more horror movies uh mm-hmm. especially in vr oh uh, man. not being able to leave a theater not being able to like close my eyes essentially yeah. you know i mean i can close my eyes but like not being right. able to go you know like takes a bit more effort takes a bit more effort yeah i'm gonna look at my phone during the scene like <laughs> Can't do that because I don't have a You're fucking. Just looking at the floor. VR yeah, exactly. Floor. <laughs> Messing with my VR hands and shit. It's, that's funny. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I think that's a good. I think that's a good. A that's good a good one. start. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. Absolutely. Well, um, hello. Uh, we're we're reviews. We're we reviews from we're, the west. We're half of reviews from the west. Yeah, dude. It's just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're new to the show, um, I'm Victor Martin. I am Chase Biddle. And uh, if you don't know what we're about, we talk about movies. Yeah, if you don't know what we're about, get the fuck out. The it's fuck not even worth, here, it's not worth explaining. I don't even really care. Get the fuck out of here. If you're not one of our five uh, loyal listeners, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. No. Um, I'm just kidding. Just if about... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we just talk about movies, casual, in depth, everything in between. We like to you know, we like to goof around, and uh, that's about it. We don't have a niche. We're not. We don't have like a special segment that we just like to talk. Yeah. So if you like movies, then this is the spot for you. We spit the shit, and we and we shit the spit. We crank the yank too. We definitely, we definitely sometimes we sometimes we yank the crank, but usually it's cranking the yank and yeah. shit in the spit and spit in the shit. Like it just whatever That's, happens happens, and we just don't really like 
you know, there's nothing we can do about it, you know? No, it's just kind of the, the natural order of things. Uh, yeah. Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law, yeah. First you shit yeah. and spit, then you crank right. the yank. Yeah, it's just... Fucking duh. How, how old are you? I mean, what year is it? <laughs> Come on, man. Jesus Christ. Also, I guess I should mention, too, that each episode is a selection, a double feature, mostly, usually, of uh, one of our picks, either me, Chase, or two of the other guys who aren't here, uh, Ryan and Nick. Uh, we'll pick two films, talk about them each, uh, every other week, and um, so this week this week was my, my picks. Two groovy 1970s picks. Yeah, I, I would, I would right. say. Um, I, I had chosen... Midnight Cowboy, directed by John Schlesinger. I I feel like I butchered that last name. Dude. Oh, that was from Midnight Cowboy from '69, actually. '69. Fuck. Close dude. enough. Yeah. And then a um another film. See Nick McCann. If he was here, he would be on top of it. Mm-mm-mm. But Nick's our Nick's our uh, our our description and and year and director guy. If you could put IMDb into a Human, human being, yeah. It would be Nick McCann. <laughs> it would be Nick McCann. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have uh, uh, Mikey and Nikki from 1976, directed by Elaine May. I don't have a, a synopsis like Nick usually does. So. I'll read the one off of Google. Okay. Uh, Nick is living in a downtown hotel room. Hotel room. Why the fuck did I say it like that? Nick is living in a downtown hotel room, alone, desperate and afraid that someone is going to kill him. He calls his old friend Mikey for help. That's, that's pretty much it. That's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what happens. Yeah, man. Um, so have you heard of this film before? Is this the first time hearing about it? Uh, I've never heard of it. I've seen the uh, the Criterion um, Collection uh, cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful, beautiful fucking artwork. I love it. Um, but, uh, no, I've never, I never heard of this. I've never seen it. Um, yeah, it's the first time I have, the actors don't even look familiar at all to me. Okay. So like, I, this is, I went yeah. to this completely blind. I didn't look anything up with both of these movies. I didn't look anything okay. up. So, um, and plus you're not, I don't think you, you, I remember you saying you haven't seen like too many like films from like the seventies or sixties and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I probably, my, my date up to, uh, like back was probably like i probably started like around like once star wars came out and i started watching more 70s movies and stuff like that you know back in the day when in the 70s when i was alive and kicking right when, after star wars came out i'm like you know what i should probably go start and see movies so <laughs> i see you have like the andy milanakis effect going on about how i look like i'm i'm like actually 23 years old but instead i'm like in my 70s Right. Andy Milanakis is like a 50-year-old man, dude. It's, he yeah. looks like he's 14. <laughs> what? I don't know the name of the... I don't need to get the, the name of the disease, but I'm just... I, I, what a strange... I feel... Is it a, is it a disorder? Does he have I'm like a... sure. Oh, shit. I feel bad. I, I know. Like, I don't, I don't want to make a joke about it, but... <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what a there weird... There you go. I made a joke what, about yeah, it. Yeah, so. what a weird fucking individual. Yeah. What a freak. What a, what a weirdo. God. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, two two lead actors in this. We have uh, John Cassavetes, who is actually a pretty prominent figure in like uh, 
in like the underground um, American cinema, or he was. He's since passed away, but um, a, while, a while ago. He, yeah, he directed films like Woman Under the Influence, um, uh, Killing of a Chinese Bookie, um, films that I haven't seen, but I know they're pretty revered, um, pretty revered uh, filmography. And then Peter Falk, uh, I'm pretty sure he played Columbo in that old, in that old TV series. Columbo is like a uh, like a mist like a crime mystery TV show from back in the day. I think in the oh, 60s. I yeah, think. it looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. Up until um, 2003, 1968 damn. to 2003. Holy cow! Jesus Christ, dude. What were uh, what were your thoughts on this man? What what, what did you think? So so I watched I watched Mikey and Nikki after I watched um, uh, Midnight Cowboy. Yeah. And uh, the first thing that was like clear to me is that the budget is significantly lower. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually don't know if that is the case. I know that Midnight Cowboy has I I I, I don't want to say bigger stars, but I'm gonna say they have a more prominent figures. Yeah. Um, uh, but it, there also is something to say that in the 70s, there was a boom in like independent filmmaking, I would say. Uh, just like how, you know, French New Wave stuff of the, of the, like, I'm going to get this fucking wrong, so please don't it's get okay. French New Wave stuff of like the 50s? I think more of the 60s, but... 60s, 70s, wh- whatever. But like, yeah. you know, uh, pretty much people were just getting we're getting 16 millimeter, 35 millimeter cameras and just, just shooting. Um, and it's clear that there's some, there's some sort of production aspect to this, uh, being for, for $4.3 million, like back in the seventies, that's, that's a huge budget. But the first thing that I noticed about this is that the camera is, it seems lower quality. Um, it, the, the, the shots are, or, or the or the cinematographer is is not <sighs> the cinematographer doesn't seem like he's he's as uh, got his feet set yet. Uh, I yeah. That being said, I think it's beautiful and I think it's really well well shot. But I uh, I think that it it just comes off. It shows up to me as like a little more uh, independent, but. Um, yeah, I yeah. totally understand that for sure. Um, I think what I read too is that a lot, like a lot of the scenes, especially like when they're um, just out wandering the streets at night, a yeah. lot of it is like improvised. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And um, Elaine May would have the cinematographer like just keep following. rolling, like yeah. following and like rolling film, even if they were like walk off set, like to still keep going and going and going. Yeah. So there does seem to be kind of it seems a little bit. Uh, a little aimless and a little amateurish at points for sure <laughs> but it might be just because it was a bit more or it was more organic less yeah, structured absolutely. so they kind of had a it was seems a little rigid at times for sure yeah um, but I'm actually surprised uh, supposedly Midnight Cowboy has a lower budget by like a million by a million wow Somehow around that, that's insane. I don't know. That might just be, I don't know. Weird. I don't know how correct that is. I mean, it was it was seven years prior, 
So like, you know, I could mm, see it. Yeah, I could see it being point. like stuff being cheaper then, but uh, I don't right, know. Right. I mean, we were just coming out of the Vietnam War at that time. Right. So I mean, I have yeah, no yeah. fucking clue. <laughs> so, um, I uh, so the 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 structure at first seemed seemed strange. Uh, it's one of those movies where it doesn't like. There's no really any any introductions. Like you know how we have like like nowadays really kind of all movies or not all movies but all like popular movies that are like getting like not in like the film community but like general audiences they have like this is this character this is this character like uh right. they didn't really have that. They just had Nikki having a fucking mental breakdown in in uh the uh in this hotel room and then we see Mikey, and then the introduction is that scene of Mikey trying to force Nikki to take the medicine. Um, right. And, and uh, so at first I was thinking, I'm like, okay, Nikki is a crackhead. Like, this dude's on drugs. But it turns out that he's just really, really mentally unstable. And, and that's yeah. kind of what I was picking up throughout the film, is that Mikey and Nikki are childhood best friends. Like, even, like, childhood, childhood best friends. Yeah, and exactly. and so Mikey knows that Nikki isn't like completely sane. Like there's some there's some sort of of you know uh, hormonal disbalance in his brain that's making him kind of do these these uh, these things. And he seems to be the only person that is really uh, uh, sensitive to that and and accepting of it. Because it, it sounds like everyone else has just kind of given up on him. Um, yeah. And uh, and so, yeah, at first I was thinking that, that this had to do with drugs and everything. But then uh, it's it's a lot deeper than that. It's a lot more of um, this, like, it, it comes, it's it's a good, no, I wouldn't say good, but it's a, it's a study on uh, mental, mental uh, health and... The people that that, you know, with like like people, like I'm gonna say us because I'm in that that right that area, not to this extent, yeah. but you know the people that have to put up with 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 us that have to deal with the the our our uh, you know chemical imbalances and stuff that make us maybe go a little crazy sometimes. But every person has their their, their how far they can be pushed, and it's and it's clear from the beginning of this movie that. Mikey is is nearing that that edge, and right. uh, um, yeah, so it's like it, the 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 characters are are kind of these two characters are the ones that kind of move the boat along, take us take us on this journey of it. It's not really like the main the main plot is just that they're trying to escape someone who's who's trying to kill Nikki, <laughs> and right, um, so. It, it kind of it. There's a there's a, a point where I was like, wow, this is starting to feel like good time. Where oh, it's just okay, they're just running around like doing stupid like okay, let's stop here. It's like okay, maybe we shouldn't. And it's like a lot of that, like like in uh, yeah, good time. They're like, all right, let's go steal this acid. <laughs> like they're like that's actually a good point, you know, because I did re I did watch a little interview with Benny and. Uh, uh, Benny and what the hell's his name? Josh. The Safdie brothers. Yeah. Benny and Josh. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about this film. So oh, wow. I 
I can totally buy there being an influence with this cool. film for them. That's awesome. I didn't know that. That makes me feel good. Nice. Yeah. So <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good catch. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was I was feeling some of that, and that was that was kind of that kind of brought me back in because I love Good Time like a lot. I don't Absolutely. know. If, I don't know if it's Good Times plural, but it's Good Time. I know. Good time. It, yeah. It, no, it's a good yeah, time. Yeah, it's a good time. So, what about you? What did you think? Um, so I actually watched this film twice, and I I never do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I I watched it during work, <laughs> just as I was working. I was uh-huh. just kind of watching it simultaneously, and because I, I really did need to watch this twice. Yeah. Um, to because r- after really process it. Because mm-hmm. after I watched it last night, I was feeling very indifferent about it. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think now seeing it twice and picking up on the, more of the nuances, I'm kind of. I, I buy it, and I, yeah. I I think I appreciate it a lot more. Um, I just think it's very interesting because you have two people who, like you said, childhood friends. They've known each other for a very, very long time. And the beginning of the film, Nikki calls up Mikey. He's like, hey, I need your help. You get a little snippet where he's looking at this newspaper, and you see that someone's been someone's been murdered. You get maybe that he's been roped into some sort mm-hmm. of uh, bad deal or something. You start to learn that he's that Nikki fears for his life. Someone's put a hit out on him, um, and you get the sense that okay, Mikey's there to help. Mm-hmm. He's there to get him to safety. You then realize no, actually, Mikey is in on this. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I should have said that, that. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> Which, that that really got me surprised, because yeah. I was like, okay, how long is this going to go on for? Like, is, is Nikki going to get suspicious, or is he going to find out, and they're going to, like, uh, get in a confrontation or yeah. anything? But I think the part that just interested me most is that usually when you see two characters that are friends, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and the thing is, they're both pretty much unlikable yeah yeah you get you get you get some glimpses of like um some glimpses of hope between the two like hey maybe mikey might change his mind like he might you know get nikki out of there save him from the hit Mm -hmm. but and this isn't something that and this is something too that i didn't really fully grasp until the second viewing is that they're both Uh part of the mob and that which is in the fucking synopsis, but it didn't really yeah. click with me to the yeah. second viewing. It says, like, Mikey doesn't really have a choice, unfortunately. Uh-huh. And that aspect actually reminds me a lot of The Irishman. When yeah. When I had to do with uh, killing off Jimmy Hoffa, even with though Hoffa. that Jimmy yeah. and uh, De Niro's character, they, mm-hmm. they had friendship. They had, like, a thing going on, but because of their line of work, they had no other option. And I just found that interesting that Mickey is is also dealing with something very very uh it's definitely very heavy there's also consequences to this as well yeah you know you have nikki who's fearing for his life he's paranoid he's freaking out thinking he's gonna die mm-hmm. mikey on the other hand he knows that nikki is gonna die even with reassuring him that he's not and having to like it's pretty it's pretty sad because like there's that one scene in the cemetery where they're talking about uh, Nikki's mother mm-hmm. uh, reminiscing about like you know their childhood together talking about Mikey's brother who passed away and then mm-hmm. just sort of like you get to see the layers underneath and there's a part where 
Nikki's like, he's talking to his mother who's buried in the cemetery. And he says, like, Mom, if something happens to me, Mickey did it. And he just, Mickey just he's like, no, totally defensive. No, yeah. no, you take that back. <laughs> and you just, like, tell, he is, like, totally, he's not taking it well. It's, it's also such a hard thing for him to deal with as well. Um, but just basically, this person he thought you could trust, who you've been a friend with for so many years, uh-huh. it doesn't really matter in the end. Yeah, People change, and there's even a line where Mickey's like, you need to find someone who you can trust, like really early on in the film, after like a little scuffle that they have. Uh-huh. Um, and so I found that to be quite interesting, because that's just not something you really see in movies, is that no. sort of dynamic. No. Where you have uh, two friends, one's totally untrustworthy, and essentially is going to have you killed. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's just something that really st- uh, stuck out to me. Yeah. As, as just very unfamiliar sort of um, concept in a film. Absolutely. When, uh, I, I, I think I missed it, totally but... rambled. It's okay. When, uh, when do they, when do we find out that Mikey is in on this? So do we find out early on? It's really early, okay. like um, because it's after after Mikey gets Nikki the cream at the at the, cafe. At the cafe after he like fucking st- <laughs> <laughs> like almost beats the shit out of this dude who's not trying to help him at all, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Mikey convinces Nikki that anything get out of there. Like mm-hmm. if you've been here for two days, they're gonna eventually find you. They have yeah. the upper hand now, so they take he gets takes him to a bar. And um, we get a sh- we get another scene of this man. He's on the phone getting directions. Mm-hmm. Oh, very, very is that the, is that the yeah. three rings thing? He's like, yes. okay, okay. So I didn't think I thought he was talking to someone else. I thought he was talking to his wife at the time. So that's what I thought too. I was like, there's definitely. I feel like there might be some misdirection they're doing yeah. here. But okay, uh, okay. Um, well, that's yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, when you bring up good time, there's a definite parallel there because Absolutely. it is um it takes place all in one night mm-hmm. a very a very very well too because it does definitely feel like one long exhausting night. yeah they do yeah. a really great job with with making that very clear um i did find certain parts mostly in the few, first viewing to kind of like let's 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 go. Let's, like let's definitely let's pick up the pace, along. please. Yeah. <laughs> um, mostly towards the end, after like that forty-minute mark, I was like, "Good mm-hmm. lord!" Uh, yeah. There's that scene where they visit that one girl. Oh god, that like... that you're like, I'm like, it's also such an uncomfortable fucking scene. Totally is. And it's like at first I thought like because I hadn't known about Mikey doing being a part of the mob, mm-hmm. so I thought he was genuinely just like a friend who's looking out for him. Right. But that adds a way more interesting aspect to it to know that he was in on it, um, and uh, and so <laughs> that's funny that I'm now realizing it too because I thought he just met up with the guy that he knew was hunting him and he was like fuck it I hate this dude he broke my dad's watch let's go kill him like and so I was like what okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> that doesn't over a fucking fight like that doesn't oh make any okay sense. so you didn't you didn't notice you didn't know I didn't until... know at all. Until oh, until okay. that scene when he gets into the guy's car. Got it. Okay. Know. I mean that makes sense. I mean yeah. yeah. And so, but that scene where like, other than that, like, Mikey seemed like just like a super nice dude. 
like I know that's what's just, very deceiving. Yeah, looking out for him, and then he's like totally trying to like, like slide on this girl who's really not into it. Both of them, right. you know, and then and then she and then they both just fucking slap her, dude. This is the the 70s were weird. Women were getting dude. hit left and right. Yeah, that was <laughs> it's a very uncomfortable scene. Yeah, um, it's, it's but it's bad. interesting when uh you know Mikey tries to slide in on the girl and he gets kind of the. He gets bit. It's his lip bit, and, yeah. you know, they have a little thing. But then Mikey gets pretty pissed at Nikki. He's like, dude, you knew that was going to happen. She's, she's yeah. into you. Yeah. Why do you think she's going to be into me? Um, yeah. And so there's, like, it's it's just, I don't know. It's just a fascinating character study. It's hard for me to it talk is. about it. I, was, I feel like I'm just going to ramble like a crackhead for an hour. But <laughs> <laughs> I, it, It's definitely, it's... Being able to talk, like, first, after I was done with this, I was like, that didn't make any sense. I liked mm-hmm. the, I liked the end where, you know, he, I don't, I don't know what the fuck I thought. I should have paused and, like, went back and rewatched, but, like, uh-huh. I, I was like, I don't know, man. I, this, I, I definitely need to watch this one again and, and figure it out, like, <laughs> From the beginning, because obviously there was something that I missed. But yeah, at the I'm... end, I was like, I was like, Jesus Christ. And I kind of like how it clicks in in uh, Nikki's head when he finally does get killed. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he finally does get killed, it kind of clicks that he knew that Mikey's in on it. And, and, you know, and his wife, too, is like, oh, my God, like, what the fuck? Does his wife know? I don't think so. I mean, I, I, I figure so she's she knows he's part of the mob. There's probably some. She probably knows some shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wonder. There's that scene in the bar early on. The, when they get into the bar, uh, Mikey's like, he's checking out the clock. He seems very nervous. He's like, was that the phone that rang? Like, no phone yeah. rang. And Nikki gets this look on his face he starts with a smile and slowly gets super like serious Uh as he's looking at mikey and i wonder if he has known the whole time known or it's just he then suspects like i wonder if and that's why he made that comment to his mom yeah you know makes a comment where he goes mikey did it and then that him freaking out, being like, no, 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 no. And then he's like, all right, I fucking know this. That's why, I, and then they go to the girl's house and she's, you know, that would make a lot of sense, actually. And he's almost just kind of roping him along because maybe he knows that yeah. they're following him and he's just like, I'm just going to keep changing locations. And Yeah, like... exactly. And also that, you know, there's also probably a part of it that's like, you know, this is, this is his childhood best friend, like regardless. Mm-hmm. He knows that. This is it's the mob, and you know you got to do what you got to do. But like, at the same time, this is his best friend from growing up, and so he may know that like I'm probably gonna die tonight, but at least I'm gonna be with, you know, arguably the most important person in my life. And so, even if I know he's the one doing it, I'm gonna enjoy the time. Like, that would add another whole fucking level to this. Absolutely, so it's definitely definitely one that probably takes one or two viewings. Or two, or, so, two or three viewings. Because once you know where it's going and you get their relationship, you can kind mm-hmm. of like 
step back from the plot and just focus entirely on what they're saying and like yeah. their interactions. Um, I gotta say though, both the lead performances are just like they're out of the park. Yeah, they're so good. Holy Very shit! Good. Like Cassavetes in that beginning of the film. He just looks like he hasn't slept in days. Yeah, which he probably looks... hasn't. <laughs> His character probably hasn't. <laughs> no. And uh, just the nuance in their facial expressions, their their chemistry together. Mm-hmm. Um, probably helps out a lot of it was probably improvised. Led to some of that organicness. Organicness? I don't know if that's a word. Uh, yeah, but whatever. Fuck. That's just like two performances that I'm like... I've been I, I don't know I haven't been that like um, stricken by performance in a long time and these two uh-huh. are just oh man it's They're, very good absolutely the yeah. last scene when uh, Mikey is inside his house Nikki comes up to the door and he's like hey you let me in uh, and once he sees the hitman down the road uh-huh. And he's like, hey, I don't feel so good. I need yeah, a doctor. Yeah. Annie, Annie, Annie. Yeah. That's like the, dude, even the second time I was like having just so much anxiety. It's so heartbreaking that it moment. It is, yeah. He's, oh God, it's such a such a great performance. Mm, oh man. It's very good. I think also a really great scene. It's when Nikki throws Mikey's watch to the ground and breaks it. Mm-hmm. And... My girlfriend pointed this out, is that they've been friends for 30 years. Yeah. And he used, Mikey uses that as his way of, like, quickly burning the bridge. Like, it's just a fight. Yeah. But he uses that, that, uh, to, like, just, fuck it, I'm over. Like, I'm going to get this, just sever it as quickly as I can. Yeah. And it's just, like... Oh, it's just such a... There's just so many moments that you can tell they don't... Like, Mikey does not want to do this. No. But it's just part of the job. And uh, that's just... It's just brutal. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah, I I was also... And that's why I was like... It seems like a... You know... That's why I was like... That's a weird way to just be like... Oh, fuck it. I'm going to kill this guy. You right. Know? And so that makes more sense now that... You know, that would be... That would be a good way to like fuck it this is it i'm breaking ties and now yeah. i don't need to worry about it they're gonna they're exactly. gonna do their thing and you know i'm i'm out from here i wasn't a, i wasn't a big fan of how of how like visually dark the some of the shots were specifically okay. like in the graveyard or like when they're in the street having that fight it's really dark um but uh other than that i'm it's it's a slow burn um, but once you finish the movie, I think watching it again the next time is easier, probably. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, I'm I'm just not a I'm not really too into slow burn movies. But um, some of my favorite movies are slow burn, like all of them. So, uh, you know, other than like something like Star Wars, which isn't really a slow burn because it just starts off, but. You know, Blade Runner is is a slow burn. Twenty forty nine is even slower. Uh, yeah. Two thousand one is extremely slow burn. It always takes a second viewing to to have that have that mindset changed, and um, so uh, I'm hoping that like a second viewing, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy 
enjoy it a, a little bit better, or at least at least easier to to watch. It was just a little hard to watch because I was just getting, I was just kind of like, Ugh, I just want this to move along, you know. I just yeah, want to speed I totally up. understand. You know, so um, but the performances really it actually helped a lot. Uh, that opening scene with the two of them is is it's a really powerful scene in just the way that like you know mental health. Uh, falls in because i'm i'm assuming they're the medicine that he gives him was that for the ulcers or was uh, that i believe so i thought it was like i thought it was like 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 anti-psychotic medication okay so like i mean, I, I took I this might have been for the ulcers i took but... this in a way of that like this dude is like got mental health issues which is obvious he does but like um it just i thought it was like he's prescribed antidepressants but i don't know if there was fucking antidepressants in the 70s you know well people, I, people just did coke I, <laughs> you know <laughs> can't be sad when you want to do push-ups you know but i i i kind of buy that angle um i think i i think just the the core of it it's about cutting out people who are kind of toxic yeah and even if they are your best friends or you it's like if you're not benefiting me or not benefiting, but like mm. if we can't work together, yeah. if there is only venom that's coming out of this, like it's a hard thing to do, mm-hmm. but like it, sometimes like, it's just in order to live your own life. It's like, you might have to do that. Yeah. I think that's at the core of it. Kind of what it's going for. So yeah, I, I do like that, that take on it. Yeah. Mental health. But, um, yeah, my my whole thing until I didn't realize that this was uh, that that uh, Mikey was in on it from the beginning. That's like a whole whole new revelation for me. Yeah. I'm like I'm like wait what? <laughs> so I'm glad that you said something about it for sure. Yeah, watch <laughs> it down the road. Maybe it'll it'll definitely yeah click with you. It'll or... click with me better. I bet. <laughs> I guess. Do you have a favorite scene? I like the cemetery scene a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cemetery scene. It felt like more of these two friends rekindling kind of what they had and, you know, reminiscing about good days and bad days and, you know, and they kind of have like a little bit of a spat, but then it's like, you know, we're friends, like whatever, fuck this, let's get out of here. And I like that Mikey is like saying, excuse me to all the graves. And he's like, who the fuck? He's like, who the fuck are you saying goodbye? Excuse me to. It's like, it's nothing. It's nothing. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. I like, I like that. It's the dynamic between the two of them is, is. Uh, it's really nice. The performances as well. It's just so so good. What about you? What was your What was your favorite? Um, yeah, I think it might actually be the cemetery scene as well because, like, like you said, they're reminiscing. You get to know a bit more about their backstory, about their relationship, and it just kind of makes that ending hit a little harder for sure. Um, and even too when Mikey kind of just like comes in and gives him a hug and then just kind of walk off and joke around yeah i don't know it's just it's like a it's such a heartwarming scene in such a weird place for it to be like in a fucking cemetery like in the middle of the night and and the thing is like it doesn't because it doesn't really feel like an outright like mob film at all no not at all and that's what's kind of that's what i was conflicted with at first because while you know his motive mikey's it still doesn't feel like that's what's happening. Maybe just because of the lack of characters or the lack of, um, I don't know, the lack of exposition, I guess. I don't know what it is, but 
it's definitely a bit more inaccessible in the way you kind of probably should watch it a couple times if, if you're listening. Probably a couple time viewing. Yeah, I don't know. Do you want to do you want to go into ratings? Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For uh, if if you know you're new here, new year. Um, we just kind of race. We just kind of rate it on a on a five something scale. Doesn't have to be stars. Can be something else. But I always uh, forget that. I always forget it too. And, like, and you introduced it too. You introduced uh, that. So. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give it give it a three and a half bit lips. Bitten, bitten bottom lips. Yeah. Uh, I would give it four probably on my next viewing. But um, at this one, it just was a little slow for me. But the performances really added like th- like three stars right there. And then the ending of how it was satisfying and not disappointing added another half star. So that right there is a... Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just very good. Um, uh, I can see why, uh, why people... Uh, enjoy this film, and I can see why the Safdie brothers were like grabbing inspiration from it for for good time. And uh, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I um I was also three and a half last night, but I yeah th- more like three and a half three. Mm-hmm. But after definitely after the second viewing, uh, I'm at a four. Mm-hmm. The the relationship is is fascinating. The uh, the performances are just are stunning and. Um, yeah. It is a very slow movie, but if it's it's a character study at heart, and um, there's a, there's a lot to delve into, and yeah, the ending left me feeling kind of eh. I was a little mad on the ending last yeah. night, but I think basically because it ended so suddenly, I was like, there was like yeah, no there's, time there's for it no, to like, yeah, exactly, no they time to think about it. Went right into credits, so. <laughs> but I think like what else could have happened after that? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's a it's a, it's a gem. I, I really enjoy it. Whew, my fucking eyes hurt. Ow. Oh no. <laughs> I haven't worn my glasses in like a week. Why is that? I just forget that I have them. <laughs> I can't wear them to work because they fog up so bad. Oh, dude. So. Do you know they have anti-fogging cloths? Really? Anti- I used one on the other... Yeah, so basically, just like a normal lens cloth. Mm-hmm. But the way you work is you just... You just blow on your glasses, wipe them with the cloth, and they don't fog up. No way! There's, there's gotta no, be I'm some not catch. Ki- I'm not kidding you. Okay. Uh, you can get them on Amazon. Um, they're... They're magic. They really do work, and they last like all day. All right, uh, Midnight Cowboy. <laughs> yes, Midnight you know, Cowboy. Just the synapses. Yeah. All right. Everybody's talking. Yeah, <laughs> that song played like fifteen times in this shit. Convinced of his irresistible appeal to women, Texas dishwasher Joe Buck quits his job and heads to New York City, thinking he'll latch on to some rich. D- do do wager do wager you know i honestly don't think i've ever seen that word is it dowager i don't know what the fuck that means i don't know uh new york however is not as hospitable as he imagined and joe soon finds himself living in an abandoned building with the with a dickensian layabout named enrico Razzo rizzo 
The two form a rough alliance, and together they kickstart Joe's hustling career as Ratso's health begins to deteriorate. Yeah. What yeah. a movie. What a movie, dude. God. This movie <laughs> this movie is all over the place. Yeah. But I it does it in such a fucking good way. God. <laughs> First off, uh the years have not been that good to John Voigt. Um nope. uh Dustin Hoffman I for the longest time I thought this was uh thought Dustin Hoffman's character was um Al Pacino. And apparently that's a common <laughs> common mistake. So I could totally see that. Uh, yeah, did you like it? I did. I really did. Okay. I really cool. enjoyed it. Um there's so many themes and things to to take apart in this that it's like hard to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because there it like there's an underlying like specifically specifically that I picked up right away is that the, I, I'm pretty sure this kid's this kid was molested, is yeah is what I'm picking up from, and I don't know if that was abundantly clear, but it definitely it definitely became clear um, later on uh, in the movie, but immediately when he had these flashbacks of his grandma, like as he was like you know trying to smooth all these women, I was like yeah damn. They're pulling a Wolf of Wallflower bullshit on us. Or Wolf of Wallflower. <laughs> Perks of being a wallflower on us, you know? Okay. So. Yeah, definitely some sort of trauma trauma that he endured when he was younger. Absolutely. And there's a few flashbacks when I think he's mm-hmm. a little bit older that definitely yeah. signal towards that. Yeah. Um, and probably causes that confusion he's feeling with his identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and also kind of his sexuality as well. That's Absolutely. what that's yeah. what I was noticing as well too, and even I think, I think uh, I think Ratso's as well. Yeah, I think, and so, and that was something that I was like, I was not expecting this in this fucking no. movie at all, you know. So no. it it is uh, it was uh, it's super it's super interesting the way that this movie like breaks down its characters. There's like the scenes of of like. If he was supposed to be like a like you were you were saying earlier, uh, uh, Deuce Bigelow, uh, European Gigolo. <laughs> yeah. If this guy is trying to be a Gigolo, he's not a very good one. Not a very good Gigolo. No, John Boyd's character, Joe Buck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe no. Buck. I mean, the first and no. yeah, the first scene where he tries, you know, he gets uh, gets uh, gets a woman in bed with him. He <laughs> ends up paying her. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just the, the it really plays in the naivety of his mm-hmm. character. He, I mean, from the beginning you can tell he's just very all about himself. Yeah, he's checking himself out in the mirror. Uh, just total, I don't know, total cowboy. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like I don't know cowboy. how else to describe it. Just total like. Well, I may not, I, I may not be a cowboy, but I am a stud. That's like that sums him yeah. up like perfect. I mean, he says that line like four times in the movie. Freaking uh, Dustin Hoffman. Oh, such a character in this. Oh, he, this uh, is fantastic. Oh, so... Yeah, well, come on, man. Yeah, where, where? And then I love how when uh, when the, in that the famous scene from this movie, the I'm walking here scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't know that was from this. I didn't know either. 
that scene was improvised, if you didn't know. Uh, oh, was it? Yeah, completely improvised. That taxi driver was not supposed to be on the set. And it almost he almost hit Dustin Hoffman. And, uh, oh, my God. And Dustin Hoffman actually was like... And you can hear his character break, too, because Ratso has a voice like this, blah, 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 you know? Yeah. And then his voice is like, I'm walking here, I'm walking here! And then he, like, gets into the spat with the with the driver. And, right. Um, uh, yeah, that was all That was all improvised. That was a random occurrence. Oh, that's awesome, that, I didn't know that. <laughs> that they just kept, they just kept with, uh, and then his, his uh, thing about the insurance as well. He's like, yeah, you know, that's actually not a bad idea. It's a good way to collect insurance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the dynamic between those two is, is completely, it's, it's a nice change up from uh, Mikey and Nikki. With yeah. How, I mean, this is still a sad film, like very depressing. Definitely. Um, at the core of it, but like their dynamic is much more entertaining and a bit more mm. lighthearted, I would say. Yeah. I, it's I goof, it's goofier. Right word, it's, it's goofier. Definitely. Yeah. So like, but definitely more accessible. Definitely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I think I think Dustin Hoffman did a fantastic job in this. I think that even more like like John Voight did a did a good job, but I think I think Dustin Hoffman really really stole the show for me in this. Um, his character was just such a little slime ball, but like, you yeah. just loved him, you know. You did definitely feel for him Absolutely. at points because uh, you don't for a, for for his introduction. You're like this guy. Yeah, he's sleazy. He's you a, know, he's slimy. Yeah, he's got a limp. He can't trust people with limps. Mm-mm. That's that's a lie. Mm-mm. No, it's not. Uh, it's not a lie. If you got a limp, I will fucking trip you. I don't trust you, dude. I don't trust him. We got to make sure that we got to make sure the limp is real yeah, first exactly. before we. They stand up and they go, hey, what's up? I'm like, ha! I fucking knew it! You're a liar. You're a liar. (laughs) (laughs) But what I like about uh, Joe and and Ratso is that they both are kind of chasing the same feeling or experience, is the right word? They want to be rich. They want to make money. Rich? Yeah. And also... They're lonely. Yeah, they're they're two very lonely people. Loneliness is a huge um, is a huge theme in this in this movie, which is is strange, you know, but mm-hmm. it uh, it works. And then these two these two people are you know lonely. They're they're then they become lonely together, you know. And it, and the lonesomeness is is easier to manage because when you're with someone. when you're with someone else, yeah. But I think what I really enjoyed here is. Um, is the connection that they 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 get they uh, they form and Ratso's like the mold the mold starts to break. You kind of see that he is a bit more hurt yeah. and lonely than he let he he gives off. Yeah. Um, like when he it's pretty early on when he invites when Ratso invites him over to his apartment and it's really just he's just squatting in this abandoned building. It's, yeah. And he's like um, total Aladdin moment. Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah. Oh, because he's a peasant, and okay, I, I haven't seen Aladdin <laughs> in so long, so I'm just kind of I'm grabbing at straws here. Uh, my Disney fans will pick that up. They're like, "Oh, that's totally just like Aladdin." <laughs> this movie is exactly like Aladdin. John Voight is a genie. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. 
there's there's well, parallels. Yeah, boom, there Jeez. you go. Hey. <laughs> I that I think that scene there's a lot that happens there because one, Ratso exposes himself essentially mm-hmm. to being much more vulnerable than he lets off. Yeah. Much more needing some sort of friendship. Mm-hmm. And um it's when Joe starts to trust him more because he thinks kind of that maybe Ratso's is fighting him up to, you know, rob him again. Do some business. Yeah. yeah, he's like, Well, why else did you invite me up here? Yeah. Like, I just I just invited you. Like, what do you think I'm trying to yeah, do? Yeah. Like I just wanted I just wanted yeah, to invite what you. Yeah, what the up what here. the hell, man? I invite you into my home. Like, what the hell? And I think it's in that that night of that scene, he I think Joe has a dream. It's like the, that black and white dream. Yeah. Where I could be wrong. Um, no, no, no. That happens after after uh, uh, Ratso takes him to the fucking weird priest dude. Oh right, no, that's right. There's a couple. That's yeah. right. There's this one was yeah, the yeah, the the other one that he's was when uh, when we find when we actually see that this crazy Annie girl is crazy because she was like gang raped. And that's. That's right. Yeah. That's the dream I'm referring yeah. to. There's a lot of important information in that whole scene there. Yeah, and so it, and the way that's what also fascinating too is the the editing in those dream sequences were crazy. They yeah. they feel like they feel like ahead a, of their time. They like felt like totally a fucking dream, dude. I was thinking yeah. about that. I'm like, wow, this feels exactly like a dream. <laughs> like, it does, but it feels so like modern too. Like yeah. some of those the cutting and the angles, it mm-hmm. felt like. Holy shit! I've never seen anything like this in this in this uh, yeah. decade. And like the fact that um, that uh, that Ratso ends up a, as one of like he he pictures uh, Joe had pictures him as one of the guys, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And so that was also uh, you know that's 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 a you know you wouldn't you wouldn't do that back in the day. You know you wouldn't you wouldn't have that shown back in the day. Any of this. This is really. I know this was a this was a rated I think a rated X movie at For some sure point. Rated, yeah. Um, and I think it's the only I think uh, I don't know. Do you know Do you know who Todd is? How about, I've talked to you about Todd before, right? My my mentor guy. Yeah. Yeah, ment- mentor guy. He just has an Emmy or whatever. He's just he's just my mentor. But um, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Nothing. No big deal. No big deal. Just a fucking just a VFX guy. All he does is he draws pictures, dude. Whatever. Just an award winning FX. Yeah, whatever, dude. Um, he he was telling me that this is the only X rated film that's ever won an Oscar. Either that or it's the only X rated film to win Best Picture. But I don't know Academy Award for Best Picture. Yeah. Oh, so, it won Best Picture. It won Best Picture. Yeah. Academy okay. Awards Best Director, Best Writing, Best Actor. Both of these guys won Oscar. Oh, both of these were nominated. Okay, nice. Yeah, it won for best picture, best director, and best writing based on material from another medium. So best adapted screenplay. But yeah, I specifically one thing that I wanted to talk about is the uh, that I was that threw me off the most that I didn't expect was the mm-hmm. was the homosexuality in this. It is mm-hmm. it is abundant. But also minuscule. It's it's, it's sort of suppressed. It is, yeah. It, which is fitting because it seems like there's a and and I don't think it's I I, I don't think uh, Joe Buck is gay. I think that he is confused with his personal identity because of the trauma that he's had in his life, and mm-hmm. you know from from the fact that you know his 
his whether or not whether or not his his grandma did molest him or if she was just abusive or something like that. Regardless, he did go through trauma with the whole Annie situation. Right. Uh, I think it's Annie. Uh, I think so. But yeah, I know crazy Annie. Crazy Annie, yeah. Um, but which is fucked up. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, just fucked up that they call her Crazy Annie. Yeah, and I think, and especially when he's having that conversation with the with the woman from the party, um, she's like talking. Yes. She's talking about like because I never saw it with him. Um, I didn't think that I thought the the scene where in the movie theater, I didn't that didn't come off to me as him being gay. It was it came off to me as no. him trying to make money. You know, and right. he'll do and he'll do exactly. anything to make money at the moment. You know, and and then too, he's like um, manifesting like Annie in that exactly. scene too, exactly. Kind of like any way he can like get his mind off this. Yeah, which also again, um, that's that's a lot of suppression as well. Exactly. And, yeah. And um, but I, I finally kind of struck a chord with him, and he kind of sits and thinks about it. For a second, when he's when he's in bed playing Scrabble with the fucking yeah, uh, with that with the the woman from the party, and then mm-hmm. she's like, "Are you gay?" And then he's like, "Yeah." He like spells out what did he yeah. spell like? He spelled uh, out money with with no e, M O N Y, and she's like, "There's no there's no there's an e in money." And then it's because his sign on his wall uh, outside of his his apartment was M O N Y. That's right. Um, and she's like, well, he's like, I don't know what letters end with a Y. And she's like, hey, lay, gay. And she's like, oh, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. Because he couldn't yeah. he couldn't get it up. Uh, and so he's right, like, right. he's like, you know, have you ever thought about that? Maybe you're gay. And he's like, thinks about it for a second. And he's like, well, I'll show you gay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But um, there's also that scene with uh, with Ratso in, when they're on the beach in, in Miami. I love that. That scene. scene is it's so good. is amazing, but um, I, I that was the I think that was one of the scenes. The editing in that scene was super funny. The uh, I like when he's when he's testing the food, like in that big like there's a big like meal. He's testing the food oh, and at then the party. he like snaps his fingers and then like no not at the party but at the uh, at the dream sequence like the flashback. Oh okay, or not the flashback the uh, the Miami daydream like vision yeah. Um, the, it, the people start walking into the music it's super it was super funny but um yeah no that that scene that dream sequence is super fun it is and it just i think it cements like his admiration towards joe yeah because i think what it's the scene where he gets joe into a hotel for like a women's convention or something yeah, and it goes and he's trying to get yeah. like trying to get like a escorting yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he and Ratso's just staring out at him and the picture's that Miami scene. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think then it's kind of like, okay. Granted, he, he just wanted to move to Florida for a for while, a while, but yeah. also he has Joe in the scene. Mm-hmm. Clearly there's something yeah, that maybe Joe he's is, feeling. Joe is shirtless him. and, like, running yeah. up and down. Like, I don't know. It's also, it could be our modern brains thinking of it as, like, that's kind of fucking gay. But, like, you know... Um, but I think with everything else that is going on, yeah, and then also there's, maybe, there's it could just be he wants a friend too. Exactly, I think I think it is solidified though when when um, Joe is is combing his hair, uh, 
on when oh. he when like when he's on the stairs and they're getting ready to go to that party with the people that took Joe's picture in the diner, mm-hmm. he kind of like hugs him, like like really embraces yeah. him in this kind of like not like a friend hug, like a you know pat, but like a really like like loving embrace, and then um, you know I think that solidifies it solidifies the the daydream. I don't think that that Joe was. I don't think that Joe was gay. That didn't that. I, I think, think that so. he might have been questioning it because of, you know, like I said, all of the trauma and shit. But I don't think there's a there's nothing that that pops out to me that I'm like, yeah, this dude might be gay. Other than the fact that he, you know, the ending scene where he kind of like hugs, Ratso. But I think that was more of like mm-hmm. a, you know, his first friend outside of home just fucking spoiler alert fucking died <laughs> like you right know. it just kind of seems like at the at the uh with this one it's like they both are desperately needing some sort of friendship yeah. even if it's you know platonic or there is you know something more going on i think at the core of it, it's like they both really just need friends mm-hmm. and uh which makes rico's characters just all the more sad to watch because yeah. joe's going off with these women he's He's the center of attention mm-hmm. while he's just kind of sitting in the background. He's, you know, saying, like, oh, I'm Joe's manager, kind of giving himself a position. more importance yeah, than, he, than, he than he really is. has. Yeah. I also um, I also noticed um, the the theme, <laughs> the theme of homosexuality in my head is just is it was so surprising that that's what it's coming back to for me is that. <laughs> but there's also the, the opening scene or like the opening scene when we first meet Ratso at that bar and there's the I think there's like a gay bartender or something like that or just or any anyway there's a, oh. there's, a there's a gay man yeah. that talks to Joe and and Ratza was really adamant about you know he keeps calling him like a faggot and stuff like that like just real just real nasty stuff that would that would uh, you know it's because it's the 70s you're kind of like okay you know that but it also for me like thinking of it now like if someone's that adamant about the fact that someone else is gay, it's probably mm-hmm. a little again suppression and or or not there might be something else going on. Yeah, there's some some outwording. Uh, they're they're being harmful to someone else because they don't want to face what's actually going on inside. Um, yeah, which is uh, which could be very true, but um, yeah, yeah. So, but I, I think I think that there's so many. There's like multiple themes in this movie that just it it feels it feels groundbreaking almost like like you were saying totally. the the uh, the scene the dream sequences are so modern the the theme of uh, underlying homosexuality in film is huge right now like fucking like yeah. the lighthouse there's there's like a there's it may not be clear but there's an underlying like the you know it's it's again it comes back to lonesome though these people are lonely yeah. and you know they're looking for some some you know affection or attention from anything you know feeling needed and and appreciated and wanted is a is a human feeling that we'll we'll find in anyone or anything like that's just we need to feel that you absolutely know? yeah so like the loneliness the homosexuality the trauma in this like feels also like I don't think there was a lot of movies that were talking about like male trauma and and especially like male 
like childhood sexual abuse like this is like they I, there's not a lot of that going around at least mainstream stuff uh in this yeah, era that i can think of you know so like the fact that they were able to do this and you know show so much and and it's really it's it's such an interesting movie that it came out you know fucking 50 years ago it's you yeah know, it's, it's one that i can see sorry it's one, it's definitely one i can see possibly being like made maybe now like because of yeah. some of the topics being kind of topic like definitely relevant absolutely and um same with Mikey and Nikki, actually. I could see both yeah. of these having, like, a modern-day, like... Adaptation. That, uh, that version. Could, yeah. Yeah. That would work out really well. They, Obviously, it would be... It would have to be an adaptation. It couldn't be, like... There's no way that it's going to be as successful. I mean, I don't know. I feel like Midnight sure. Cowboy has the potential to be... To be successful. But I think that the whole cowboy aspect is... Is so outdated at this point. Um, All of that, yeah. That doesn't yeah. really... Mickey and or Mikey and, and Nikki, the adaptation is good time. I feel like there's this there's two for, in a way, you yeah, know, for sure. There's two scumbag people that are, you know, that are out to fuck each other over, and so you know that are only caring about themselves. But yeah, Midnight Cowboy. This this movie is this this movie is something special. Like it's it's something that I want to watch again and. Um, if I find it on Blu-ray or something, I'm going to be picking it up because this is yeah this is something that I wanna I wanna have and I wanna be able to rewatch and like we were saying how how Mikey and Nikki are is a character study. This is a huge character study, and yeah. I, I think it's I, I think it's less of a character study than than Mikey and Nikki, just because the characters are more um, they're more external than internal. Um, which it feels like uh, Mikey and Nikki are more internal stuff and it's more subtle. But the only yeah. thing, like, I, I don't know. I don't even know if I can say that because th this dude is having internal thoughts and trauma and, like, flashbacks about, his, you know, his molestation. Is that, the, is that the correct saying, how to say that word? Molestation? Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, and his trauma and stuff like that. And then, you know, Ratso's, like like kind of self uh self realization and stuff it's 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 very underlying and i, I don't know this movie it's really fucking deep it like is it is <laughs> it's a super deep movie that comes off kind of goofy you know yeah it's strange because yeah like both of them are, are quite deep and and really delve into the characters uh to a, a great extent but yeah here i think it's just more accessibly written mm-hmm and it helps that yes it is more has more entertainment mm. value i would say and i think that maybe i don't know if that maybe i don't know if hiding the complexity is there is what i'm trying to say but it masks it doesn't it. make them a little yeah. bit because with mike and nikki it's raw yeah, it's absolutely. like this is their life on display mm. there's no razzle dazzle yeah but here's a little different than that absolutely yeah, this this is this is an interesting this is an interesting movie, dude. I'm I'm very I want to watch like some like a breakdown of it and and pick other people's brains as well to see how they they feel about it. I I loved this like a lot. 
Oh man, I'm glad. Why do you? I have a question. Why do you think that Ratzel's character essentially lets himself deteriorate? He he denies help from the hospital. He just seems to really uh, neglect himself. Yeah, I mean, I think it has a sense. I think, I think the main reason is money. I think that this dude is broke. He has no money, and doctors cost money. And going to the doctor without money, they're gonna, you know, it's just more work than than necessary. Um, but I think there's a sense of pride to him as well. He wants to. He puts on this this air about him being like he's like you know, I'm a you know, I'm I'm a stone cold you know guy. I, I'm I am from you know I'm New York, born and raised. You know I'm I'm invincible. I'm a hustler. But really, he's like, yeah. Whenever they say Ratso, it really hurts my feelings. Like. And, but he's not going to outright say that. So it's like, it feels like right. him going to the doctor is him being weak because it's just a cold. It'll go away. Like, that's what he was saying. He's like, oh, no, I just have a cold. You know? And yeah. he's like, well, I'm going to at least get you some medicine. He's like, no, 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 I don't need it. You know, I'm from New York. I, I got this. You know? He, did, he never said that. But, you know. I, no. I think I think it comes <laughs> down to... I think it comes down to, to a sense of pride. Um, but... Um, yeah, I was wondering that too. I was like, why doesn't this dude just get up and go to the fucking doctor, dude? I, I, I could see the pride thing, definitely. I wonder too, like, maybe if he's just like, like a self-loathing thing, like he just doesn't... Yeah, I was thinking, it, I, also I could be, it also could be like, this dude's probably depressed, you know? He doesn't have, For he sure. doesn't have the best life. He has really a shitty life. And I think, I think the, the shoe shine part, when he, when he's going to like the shoe mm. shine... I think that also, he's like, I would rather, you know, because they're like, you know, they're, they're thinking about getting jobs and stuff, and and they're like, fuck that, I don't want to get a job, I'm going to make this work, and I think the shoe shine thing also, is like, my dad died uh, with a hunchback because of how, how much he was, you know, bending over, shining people's shoes in the subway, and his nails were so covered in oil that he had to be buried with gloves on. It just comes off as, a, I'm going to go to, I'm not going to let anything stop me from going to Miami. And I think that his thing is like, no, 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 this cold will go away by, you know, when I get in Miami. And so, I don't know though, that is that is a that is a tricky one. Yeah, for sure. One line I really, uh, from uh, Ratso, when he's, I think it's when they're on the bus going to Miami. Mm-hmm. But he, he's telling Joe that he's like, we're, we're going to tell all these people that my name is Rico is, uh, is Rico. Yeah. Like, cause that his, him being called Ratso is just like the worst thing. For him, yeah. <laughs> and it's such a sad moment too. I don't know. Yeah. Cause it's, it's just a fucking, it's, I, when he was saying that it was clear that my man was not going to make it to all the way to Miami. He's, he's definitely, you know, and so like, he's like, it's only 31 hours. We wake up at 11, 11 AM, not tomorrow, but the next day. And, uh, and he's like, well, me, you know, he's like almost crying about it too, you know. Yeah. And then when he pees himself on the thing, that scene, that scene was actually kind of funny because he was like, yeah. he's like, oh well, now you're now you're a cripple and you like, you know, you didn't need to go and pee on yourself too. You already have such a shitty life, you know. And they both kind of <laughs> laugh about it, like. And and I like when John or not John Joe is. Uh, after he gets the clothes and he's like, yeah, it's actually really cheap. It only costs us about like 10 bucks to get all these clothes. And, you know, 
Uh, and he's like, you know, I think I might get a, I think I might get a job when I get out there. When we get out there is find a job, something outdoorsy. He's like, how's that sound? How's that sound, Ratso? I mean, sorry, Rico, Rico, I'm sorry, man. Like, really, he's genuinely, like, trying to, like, call him by what he wants to be called. Right. And, uh... He's definitely um, warming up to him. Then it kind of zooms out, and, like, Rico's just kind of sitting there, like, with his eyes open. It was like, oh, no! Yeah, Rico! Right. <laughs> so. And then all the people are, like, looking around at him and stuff, and then he just kind of, like, holds him. That shit was sad, dude. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's very heartbreaking. Yeah. And... Also, too, it also ends sort of suddenly. I mean, there is a long fade out, but it's also like, oh shit, he's dead, and now it's yeah, over. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, I'm saying, dude, I'm I'm noticing this about older movies. It's they just end, and and mm-hmm. Nick would get so upset about it. And I'm not critiquing it. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying yeah. I'm like, it's, an it's just not like this era of movies, like from the '70s. The movies just fucking end. Like like I said, Alien. Just ends. That's yeah. the one where I first noticed that Aliens also just ends. And I think it's just that there's nothing left to tell. You know? And that's... that's If you think about it, that's kind of smart. I do. I, I like, think that is smart. Yeah. You know? Because you could, you, could, you, know, you could show what happens to Joe. Like, he, you know, arranges a funeral. Or you see, like, his life now yeah. in Miami. But, like, that isn't what matters. And they know that. Mm-hmm. It's like... Get to Miami. Yeah. And that's kind of where that the mission ends. Yeah. And uh, I think while can leave, I mean, at least for me, I felt cold. I was like, oh, damn. Man. I yeah. think it's just because modern brain, you're like, I want more. Yeah. I want to see what I happens see what after. Happens. But like, I think ending it on that moment, it's it was like, perfect. It, right. It's the only way it could have ended. Like, what else could you have done? Yeah. So. Exactly. But uh, yeah, it, it's, I, I really, I really enjoyed this a lot. And it's such a it's such a weird, goofy. The movie is super goofy, but it's also really emotional. It is, and uh, you know, I think I think it was executed really well. I guess since we usually do this with every movie, like, do you have a favorite scene or? Um, I liked the. Uh, I liked the party scene. Party scene was cool. That was good. Um, yeah. I liked how it was. It was shot. It was like cut between like the documentary that these people were shooting i like the scene i really like the scene in the bathroom actually where he meets the girl or i don't know if it's a bathroom or a bedroom or something but the red room that they're in and they're kind of looking in oh, the mirror yeah. and they're like hands kind of touch that that was super a super super modern looking looking scene and um mm-hmm. i uh yeah i think i think it was a, i think it's super cool i think that's probably my favorite scene i really like the when they get on the uh, when they get on the bus to head to Miami, um, yeah. After fucking, uh, we didn't even talk about the fact that Joe kills someone. Like, oh yeah, he fucking kills someone to get this money. At least I think that's what it that's is. He doesn't funny. say anything about it, but it's, it's it's pretty implied that he did. He beat the shit out of that all. Yeah, day. he did. I, I can't imagine he. And then he put the phone in his mouth. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking this dude fucking. I'm thinking that's he killed right. this dude. And what was it? Because he invites him up to his room, and he he was trying to he was trying to think of it. I think I I also think that this might also be a uh, a a gay aggression. I'm getting very very gay with this one. <laughs> yeah, but like um, 
you know, it, it, it comes off as like a, a closeted, you know, this man is trying to, is trying to not seduce him, but trying to get him to have sex with him. And Joe's like, I'm not, I'm not like that. Well, you know, but it also is desperate desperation too. So, um, uh, he knows that this person has a bunch of like a, a bunch of money and, uh, He's gonna take the money, and he needs the money, and he needs to get out of get out of New York and get to Miami. And right. um, the phone call thing is literally just a misunderstanding. Like the phone, the phone call. call that he's that the phone gets put in his mouth for. That's right. Because the he thinks he's gonna call like nine. Yeah, no, but the phone's just off the hook, and right. so um, the operator's like, "Hello, do you need anything?" And she's like, "He's like, no, 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 I'm not calling anyone. I'm not calling anyone." And then Joe's like. And he's like, Joe, I'm not calling anyone. I'm not calling anyone. Please, please. And he's like, I'm so sorry. Like, you have every right to feel like that. Like, that scene was really sad as well. Um, I think I would go with the, uh, I did like the opening a lot. I did like getting the introduction to his character and him getting on the bus, getting those flashbacks. Um, I enjoyed that scene. And also I think to the, uh, the scene where, Rats was dreaming of him and Joe in Miami. I think it's a very powerful scene and says a lot about his mindset and what he's feeling yeah. towards him and just his situation in general. Mm. Um, yeah. Did you have anything you uh, disliked? Um, I don't think so. I don't think there's anything that I could say that like I was not uh, happy with. Some of the sound is louder significantly than others, but I mean... Uh, you're just dealing with that's just dealing with old technology so like uh but no i i I don't think there's anything i dislike about it which is uh which is nice i'm not usually a big fan of of older movies so yeah yeah there's nothing there's nothing i can find that i that i don't like so i'm very happy to hear that um yeah i don't think there's anything i dislike either nice i can't think of a damn thing hell yeah hell yeah we like it we like it. Um, yeah. Do you want to do ratings? Uh, yeah, yeah. I am. Uh, I'm gonna give this. Uh, I'm gonna give this a four and a half. Uh, a four and a half, four and a half cowboy hats out of out of five. I uh, I I think that this is a damn near perfect movie, and I think that it's really well done, and it's beautifully shot, and the acting is superb, and uh, the development of these characters is is so it, like you were saying so modern that it, it, it feels the it, the movie feels revolutionary and groundbreaking because of how modern the characters feel even though they're you know from 50 years ago but uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah I'm, I'm totally I'm totally solid on my on my four and a half. Right on. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I. I think four. But closer to four and a half. It's, mm-hmm. it's riding that fine line. Four, uh, four Joe Bucks out of five. Four Joe Bucks. Um. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. Like, it's just a very entertaining film. It's sad. Mm-hmm. It's it's the subject matter is dark. Yeah. It deals with some very heavy themes, um, but I think it strikes a balance of 
entertainment, a bit of lightheartedness, mm -hmm. and uh, some serious discussions uh, at the same time. Yeah. And it, when a film can do that and uh, balance those out, I, I can't praise it enough. Like, yeah. that's just... It's hard to do, I'm sure. Absolutely. I haven't really necessarily tried. But. <laughs> if, a, if, a, um, if a film can make me feel something different uh, and make and make me leave feeling different than how I felt when I walked in, then then mm -hmm. I think it's a successful film. Other than if it's like, wow, yeah. I'm in a good mood and now I'm in a bad mood because that movie was so shit. You know. Yes. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and the performances are great. I think Hoffman in particular, mm -hmm. he stands out more to yeah. me. As a Rizzo, Rizzo, Rico, Rizzo, Rico, Rizzo, Rico, Rizzo. But yeah, man, I don't know. It's it's great. Mm -hmm. I, it's one that needs to be seen for sure. But just know it is very dark. It is very. It is and very dark. Yeah, and surprisingly too, it doesn't come off as a dark movie. You know, mm -mm. it comes off as like a buddy, it like sneaks you know, up on you, cowboy in the city. Like that's all it comes off to. I didn't know that it had anything to do with. This guy being a male prostitute. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so. Surprise. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I, I love, I loved it. I think this is a fantastic movie. I am so, very happy. Yeah. All right, <laughs> um, let's wrap, let's wrap this shit up. Well, actually, we have questions <gasps> if you're interested. Ooh. I would, if you're interested. I would, yeah, I'm interested in some questions. Okay. We actually got decent amount. I don't know if you want to answer all of them, mm -hmm. or we can okay. shoot through them. I don't work tomorrow. Today's my Saturday. Okay. I'm good. Oh, lucky you. Yeah. Um, so, this one is from War With Cinema. Shout out. Shout out them. Shout out them. You guys are great. The boys. Um, the boys, they uh, ask, what are some lesser known films you think more people should know about? I think we got like Blade Runner 2049. No, my Star Wars one's on this side. Blade oh. Runner's on this side. It's like, dude. If anyone hasn't seen this yet, this is my Blade Runner tattoo to show that I'm a film guy. Huh? Hey. I like movies, hey. so here we go. Movie theme. I'm getting I'm getting a shot from 2001 on the outside of my arm in summer, and I'm fucking pumped for it. What shot? Uh, it's actually like not a shot that you would think, but mm -hmm. it's one of the freeze frames of, uh, of um, Dave when he's going through the... The time field, and it's the one where his eyes are like in the back of his head, and his face is all fucked up. And my it. artist is like, "I'm so pumped for this." So, Hell yeah, okay. <laughs> and I'm I'm really excited for it. And he does it; he's gonna do it in this style, which is kind of like not anime, but more like cartoonish, um, yeah. to show like I'm also am an anime nerd. But uh, there you go. Yeah, how about that tangent, right? So uh, <laughs> my <laughs> my suggestion would be uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Not a lot of people. Not a lot of people have watched it or seen it. Or even fuck the original Blade Runner, a lot of people haven't seen. But so. would you say that's lesser known? I mean, I guess maybe in the non-film community, I would say that's lesser yeah, known. Yeah, yeah, that's... I mean, but, film community, that's a huge... It's got Roger Deakins on it. So they're like, uh, right. you know, every film... Every cinema or cinematographer is like, no, of course I've seen it. It's Roger Deakins. It's like the yeah. Bible. And by, by, by cinematography people, I mean me. <laughs> right. <laughs> what about you? What, um, what unknown? Um, lesser known, I would say any of, uh, I would say like Har uh, Harmony Corrine's earlier films, like Julian Donkey Boy, Gummo is a bit more popular, but um, Gummo, those are pretty, 
yeah, those are those are quite good. I would say even David Lynch's The Straight Story. It's one of his less popular, mm-hmm. but that film is just a oh, it's fantastic. And um, God, am I going to give a third one? I don't need to give a third one. <laughs> I mean, shit. I can, honestly, Mikey one. and Nikki and uh, Midnight Cowboy. Yeah, dude. If you, never, if you haven't heard of them, For real. check them out. Absolutely. Par the Collector. Hey. Shout out, Par. Shout out, Par. He's got a dope Just, voice, dude. Absolutely. I love listening to that guy. He's got such a... such a His voice is so magical. <laughs> <laughs> like, such a nice voice. I want to be on it. I, I need... I need the I need the War with Cinema Boys to get on this again. We gotta get them back. I would yeah, love you, to be you, on me, it. Chase, and the and the and, War and Cinema guys. Yeah, yeah. Woohoo! That'll be tight. That'll be good. Uh, he asks, "Are y'all any of y'all excited for the Snyder Cut?" Uh if Nick was here, Nick would be pumped as fuck about it. I I think so. I, think so. I don't give a shit about the Snyder Cut. I I don't think yeah. I I don't think that Zack Snyder. I think what happened in the situation was incredibly terrible, and it's a horrible thing to go through. And apparently, Joss Whedon being a fucking asshole on set also didn't make anything easier for him. But uh, I just don't think that he could save that with an edit. Uh, if he four if hour a edit. four hour edit that if it was an episodic thing, then okay, I could I would buy that, you know. But like mm-hmm. four hour movie, bro, that's gonna be. That's that's a tough one. I can barely make it through a three hour movie. Yeah. You know? Um, but I mean, I'm a little excited. I'm a I'm a big suit. I love Superman. As much as like people are like big Batman fans, but I, I love Superman. I think he's so fucking cool. Um but I just don't I don't know. I don't I don't know. I want to be excited for it. I really do. But I just don't think I, I, I don't think I care enough, you know? I don't care either. I'm, I'm kind of just more excited to see if, if uh, because like yeah, Snyder went through such a tragic thing. Yeah. I hope that he can like, you know, take back his project and Absolutely. make it what he wanted. Exactly. That's I'm, the only thing I really care about. Yeah. I just hope it gets rave reviews. I'm 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 wanting a creative not being able to tell their actual like creative story and mm. their creative. Uh, uh, they're they're showing their creation in the way that it was supposed to be intended to view to be viewed. That is is terrible, and especially in Hollywood. Especially it's in Hollywood, probably so common. And and the fact that HBO and fans and you know the the actors and everyone the cast and crew were so behind this that it got able to be it's now able to be done gives me yeah. hope for other people that when studios inevitably screw them over, so. Uh, as long as your fan base is backing you up, you can you got this, you know. And I'm I'm really pumped for that. I'm really excited that you know, I'm not a big fan of of his movies. I think Sucker Punch is super weird. Uh, yeah, it's got a really interesting. It's style, super super like weird. Like all his films. Yeah, Watchmen is awesome. I love Watchmen. Three hundred. Come on, dude. Spartans and slow mo. <laughs> that's fucking sweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but uh, uh, yeah. So I, I'm. They're not obviously they're not like the best movies. I think 300 and Watchmen kind of stand out the most. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Man of Steel. And Batman v Superman was horrible. <laughs> and so I am i don't have high hopes for it, but I really hope that he's able to, to get what he wanted. And if he's happy with it, then hell yeah, dude. Hats off to you. 
Seems like a nice guy. Absolutely. He seems like a less yeah. douchey version of Michael Bay. He seems like a pretty cool Chad. Yeah. He he does seem like a Chad. That is that is He does, true. but like not a not like a not a D bag. He's like a Brad. Uh, he's like a Brad. Brad. Michael like Bay a Brad. is a fucking Chad. Michael Bay is like a Thad. <laughs> like like yeah. <laughs> But um yeah, I mean yeah. I would say I would say that I'm I'm just happy for them. I'm happy that he's getting his vision out there. Projecting opinions. Shout out to our uh, giveaway winner. Oh, nice, nice, nice. I hope you liked um, uh, fucking King of Staten Island because I loved it. I think he said it was one of his favorites of 2020. Hell yeah, so. it was my favorite of 2020. Spoiler alert it. for a 2020 review. <laughs> uh, he asks, "What movie do you think will be the most overrated this year?" Oh. Ugh, it hurts me to say this. I think Dune. Yeah. I think Dune's going to be the most. I don't get me wrong. I think it's going to be fantastic, but I think but, uh, I, I think people are hyping it up that it's going to be the greatest thing ever created, and they're not realizing that this is one of three movies that he plans on making. Yeah. And so it's not gonna. The story is not going to end. It's this is this is, you know. I'm I'm excited for it. The cast is insane, but I think it's going to get way overhyped, and that is terrifying to me because Villeneuve is my is my baby boy. And this also feels like the cyberpunk of the film. Yeah, yeah. World. Getting fucking delayed a bunch of times, and then everyone's getting so excited for it that it's going to come out and be like the biggest release. Yeah, they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is this is shit. And it wasn't shit. Cyberpunk wasn't shit when it came out. It was just. Super disappointing because it was not everything that it was said to be. Well, and also for your PC guys, you probably had a little bit easier. I had it way easier. I mean, she, actually, console. I had a, I I have a I have a rendering graphics card, so my card wasn't set up for gaming. So I had a really hard time until like day three or four when they came out with a patch that made it run perfectly. And oh, okay. Now I'm super happy about it. I haven't played it in like a month, but I'm super happy about it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I I'm gonna wait. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I think... I would have to go with... Yeah. I think Dune. Yeah. I'm going to go with Dune, too. I think it's going to be great, but mm-hmm. I think... I love Villeneuve, but I think... Villeneuve, but... I think people treat him like a god. Yeah. And I, t- I get it. Like, his films are great, and there's not one I dislike. Absolutely. But either. I think it's... I think people are just going to overrate it. Yeah. I could see that happening, but I think it's still going to be good. Yeah, I hope, I hope that it gets the... I... I wish that it wasn't getting as as big hype because 2049 didn't get like a really big hype and it was fantastic. And, you know. Yeah. And so I hope but it's it's not going to go. I think Dune is going to be sad. <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to be bad, but I think it's going to be sad. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what's we got a few more. Okay. Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm totally good. Okay. Um Wiggles the Great. Nice. Uh, they ask, best place to get French fries. Okay, I'm on a big Jack in the Box kick right now. Mm. Jack in the big Jack in the Bix. Yeah. Jack in the Box curly fries. Those do slap. Those do slap. But a classic McDonald's French fry though, they're also pretty good. Those are good, but when they. When they're not good? They're not good. They're not good. True. I've never had a bad curly fry at, at Jack in the Box. I don't think so. so. You know, I, you know I, I know there's a lot of controversy around Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, their waffle fries. 
Go hard. That's true. But the waffle fries and Chick-fil-A sauce. I actually don't like Chick-fil-A sauce. I don't like sweet sauces other than barbecue. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, okay. But actually, if you haven't been downtown uh, to, uh, to Shake Shack, Shake Shack yes, actually Shake has Shack. some pretty damn good fries, which they're the they crinkle do. cut, so those are usually super dry. But nah, dude. Mm-hmm. Their fries are good. That's actually a good one to bring up. Yeah. Shake Shack, yeah. They actually just built one in uh, Kirkland, I believe. Really? Hell yeah, yeah. dude. That's that's not closer for me, but it, it it might be closer for you. So Well you're south, aren't you? Uh I'm I'm like I'm probably like with I'm probably like a twenty minute drive to downtown Seattle. Oh, you're closer to Seattle. Yeah. That's right. Lokita Kitty. Shout out. Shout out. Um when was the moment you guys knew this was going to be y'all's thing? Movie critique and podcasting. I think we oh. might have covered this. That's a good that's a good that is a good question. I actually don't know. I didn't know I don't know. I actually I don't I don't know when. I know that I I think it was along around the same time as the uh as the I am legend uh uh, viewing and review, I think that's mm-hmm. kind of when you and I like had talked about me coming on. Like, at, at first it was semi permanently. It was like, do you want to just come on here and there? And then it just yeah. kind of became that I was just here. <laughs> I mean, right. I, I think that was the episode where I like no longer was a guest. considered a guest. Yeah, right. Or or maybe that was my last my last time being considered a guest. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. And then, um, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know when I can when I could pinpoint when I thought this would be my thing. I didn't. I, I've always been interested in in talking about movies with people who are also into movies because I have friends. My friends are into movies, but they're not into it as as to the extent that we are. And right. um, and that's fine. I love my friends. My friends are great. Uh, they don't watch the podcast, but I still love them. <laughs> and so, yeah. um, but, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could really put down when I was like, I should make a podcast and talk about movies or I should keep doing this. Once I started yeah. enjoying it a lot is when I knew I was like, you know what? I think I might actually... I I personally think that I think we could build a semi career out of it if we just follow the right steps. But I we're obviously not there yet. And uh, but uh, uh, I think I think we could take it seriously to the point where you know we might be able to 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 take off from this. But there's always that one video mm-hmm. that blows up that you know takes us somewhere. Yeah. But we just need to we need to get that video out. And that that video just hasn't been made yet. Yeah, exactly. So, just gotta stay persistent. Yeah, we're just we're still working there. Um, I think I think Victor and I are the ones that are wanting to kind of do this as as more than just a hobby. Um, yeah, and and Ryan and Nick are wanting to be more of it as just like this is this is something fun to talk with your buddies, and that's totally cool. And they're Absolutely. and they're cool with the fact that that Victor and I wanna wanna do more with it. So. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I would I would say I would say recently is when I when I started thinking about like this is what I want to do. I like doing this. Um, uh, within the at least within like this quarter fall ish time, 
was probably when. Um, but yeah, that's a really good question. That's a really good question. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I would say, you know, because Ryan and I, we had been doing reviews for a while and falling off, and we had phases of just years where we'd do stuff and then fall off. But I think since doing the podcast, it's just be, kind of become, I don't know if a habit, it's just kind of become routine at this point. Mm-hmm. And I, I get stuck in routine pretty quickly. And once I get comfortable with something, it's hard for me to like, it's easy for me to stay in it, I guess. And yeah. that doesn't mean that I'm like just in it because I'm content, but I've always enjoyed talking about films. I, it's just something I enjoy doing and being able to like talk with my friends. Yeah. It just, it's just something I don't really get to do often. Yeah. And so it just, it's nice that we can get together and talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially during these times too, when it's like world seems bleak and, and scary and it's nice to be able to just kind of shut your brain off for a little bit and some and, classic escapism. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's nice to, that, that, you know, today's day and age, we have a technology that, that allows us to do this not in person and risk getting COVID and, and, you know potentially dying so it's like it's 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 great i'm i'm discord is is heaven sent it's got its problems but it's really it's 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 doing it's doing us pretty good it's wild that we're doing this right now it is see each other on the screen it's super weird you have to like yeah Yeah. it's um but here we are yeah here we are (laughs) um we got two more cool you good yeah i'm good man okay um What's your favorite dumb movie? This is by uh, this is asked by Captain Cruzy. Captain Cruzy, hey Neil, that's my guy. You know this guy? Oh yeah, bro. Okay. I, I grew up with him. Oh, I went damn. to I went to Dude, I was I went to preschool yeah. with him. His mom was my preschool teacher, and then I oh, okay. through, and then I went to high school with him. He's a cool dude. I was gonna say I, I hit him up about his uh, his devices he was making. Yeah, for, dude. Like that digital like it's shit he was doing. Oh, I like dude. he he makes some stuff with. Uh, with um with oils and and like food coloring that stuff's super crazy sick. if you guys like if you guys like weird like trippy visuals and stuff definitely check out ca- uh, uh uh captain C- captain cruzy captain yeah, cruzy uh, right captain k or sorry c-a-p-t-n-c-r-o-o-z-y captain cruzy i had a I, my one of my my instagram titles was captain crusty so, <laughs> I get it. Okay, yeah, I get yeah. it mixed up. I've, I've mentioned it on the pod hundreds of times. Love on a leash. Love on a leash. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Love on a leash. I still need to watch that, dude. Dude, we gotta. Have you guys? Yeah. Have you talked about it on the podcast already? No, we'll, we'll watch it. I think it's on Tubi only now, oh, like as streaming exclusively on Tubi. Tubi. I, think. I mean, we can. So. We can. I'm pretty sure Tubi's free, right? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Well, there we go. Uh, we'll have to do it. April Fool's Day. We'll just do April could be really dumb movies. That would be fun. You know. Ooh. Um my my favorite dumb movie is uh um I love the Harold and Kumar movies. Um hmm. something like that or <clears throat> Harold and Kumar go to White Castle is um I haven't seen those. You haven't seen any of them? Mm-mm. Oh man, I have all 3 if you want to borrow them. So Ooh, okay. they're pretty I mean they like they're pretty fucking stupid. They're, yeah. they're super fun, though. I enjoy them. Um, but yeah, I would say Helen Kumar. I gotta say, there was one... I guess Love on a Leash isn't considered like a 
dumb movie, so maybe that's not totally correct. Um, have you seen Not Another Teen Movie? Oh my god, that's a good movie. Dude, with fucking I, I Chris Evans. I my brother and I to watch. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's it awesome, so dude. It's so funny. Not another team movie three is three and a half stars. Yeah, dude, it's fucking hilarious. It's, it's... <laughs> I've only seen it once, but I guess I could also consider that one maybe as well. It's so stupid. Yeah, damn it. It's it's it's, so a, it's a dumb. It's it's super dumb. Um, and then uh, let's see, cinema flavor, shout out. They, cinema uh, flavor. They ask, who will win, Godzilla or Kong? I want to say so neither. we've been going, we've been going back and forth in the uh, in the group chat about this. Pretty much, it's just me sharing fucking monkey memes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's some good, there's some good monkey memes there right are now, some man. Good ones. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I am gonna agree with you because I think we've also we we talked about this, and I think I know exactly how the movie's gonna end. And uh, I'm not gonna say it, but I'm gonna say neither as well. Because I think I think yeah. you and I are on the same page of why they neither of them will win. But um, mm-hmm. yes, I'm going to say neither. Yeah, I'll say neither too. Or, Don't want to say. I, I'm not going to say neither. I'm going to say it's a draw. Okay. I'll say it's like a draw, draw because I don't think I'm thinking neither of them means that they don't fight. But obviously, they're going to fight. Right. So uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say it's a draw. Yeah. yeah. Um, I agree. That's that's all we got. <laughs> well, that's a good one to end it on. Yeah, thank you so much for all the questions. Yeah, everyone. dude, there's that a whole a bunch lot. of questions. This and week. Uh, we always appreciate. I know. It. We always like the interaction. I know. I'm gonna start doing it on my Instagram too, and just being like, movie questions. I need them. Boom. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stack them up like a week before. I'm gonna be like, hey, I need movie questions. So I know. I was thinking of like at some point if we get a bigger audience to like start like a. Um, channel on discord that is like specifically for fans or like that'd be cool yeah yeah something. that'd be cool i know like some people do like a reddit and have like, like a reddit an ama clearly we're not yeah we're good not enough reddit, for reddit so i mean we're almost at 500 followers on on instagram dude that's true that, yeah, that yeah. and we were we're at 300 growing. like a couple weeks ago like a couple months ago think, but still like yeah i think 200 right. followers that's... in 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 a little over two months like that's not bad that isn't that's bad. not bad. I wish that we would have Perfect. that much on uh, fucking Insta on on YouTube, but and streaming in general yeah. that'd be nice. Um, I wonder if there's a way that we can we can kind of do it on. Uh, we should we should find we should do uh, once you finish the the podcasts, you should send them to me early, and then I'll find okay. a snippet that's super funny, and and we'll that. make like a trailer, and be like, you know. And then I'll post that on the story as well, or on the story and on, and be like, "Hey, this is the trailer." Because I think I think having a little snippet of like this is the type of content you can see yeah. is kind of like, "Wow, that's kind of funny." I'll watch that, you know. Especially, it's better than just like, "Hey, a new episode came out." Monday. Exactly. Like, People are like, right. "Whatever." Cool. You know? So, yeah, I think that would be cool. Um, well, I guess that's I guess that's it. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, next week or not next week? Uh, two weeks from from Monday, probably. When are you posting this Monday? Yeah, when you guys hear this, 
on Monday. It'll be Monday. It'll be the what is it? It'll be the next Monday. Monday the first? Not the first. No, yeah, Monday. No, yeah, Monday the first. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. First episode of February. Cool. Uh, my movies. I, I I chose something strictly. I wanted two very very different movies, extremely different. Um, I wanted one that I hadn't seen before too. That was like I'm always going to from now on. I'm going to choose at least one movie I haven't seen yet. And cool. um, uh, that first movie is Eyes Wide Shut by uh, Stanley Kubrick. It is a very uh, it's very freaky from what you say. And I'm excited yes. because Stanley Kubrick is a fucking weirdo, and I'm excited to watch uh, his. I think it's the last movie. It is. So, yeah, um, yeah and uh, I'm probably going to choose Kubrick movies from now on because there's a lot of ones that I haven't seen. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, not a lot. I haven't seen. There's only, he's only done a few. You know. Yeah, has, it's not too many. I think uh, his earlier stuff we probably won't get into, but uh, um, you know. Clockwork Orange, I haven't seen. Um, Barry Lyndon, I haven't seen. Um, I wanted to say he did Jerry Maguire, but that's definitely not true. <laughs> that's a different, a different, uh, different Tom Cruise, Cruise movie. But uh, and then the other movie is Adam Sandler's Little Nicky, which, if it's anything oh, like man. I remember when I was ten, this movie is going to be fucking terrible. And <laughs> I am so excited to talk about it. Um, it should be, it should be a really fun episode and, uh, yeah, a bunch of, bunch of laughs, bunch of shenanigans. It'll be, uh, it'll be a fun one. So I'm curious if there'll be any, uh, parallels with, (laughs) I hope so. There always seems to be something like, even if it's accidental, there's always something. I'll find it. I'll dig. I'll dig. I like the, uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'll, I'll find something. Okay. Okay. Um, well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. If it was your first time um, and you like what you heard, consider subscribing on YouTube or following us on Instagram and uh, the social or the uh, streaming platforms that you like. Spotify, iTunes, all that jazz. Yeah. And if you're on iTunes, listen oh, up. Come on. Scroll down to the bottom. Mm. Go to the review section. Reviews. And maybe leave a nice word or yeah. two. Or a couple of rude words up to Yeah, yeah. We're not gonna tell you what to do. I don't like Victor's voice. Boom. You can you can say that. One star. I don't like It's fine. I don't like Chase's attitude. One star. You know. So do it. Or if you Nick's attitude. Nick's attitude. Ryan's internet. <laughs> it's getting yeah, too it's real. Getting too real. <laughs> Yeah, we're here. Yeah, check just. I don't. I want to check us out. On I don't want to say I want to quit my job, but I want to quit my job. So let's 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 get me there. Let's get me there so I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be great. I would love to do this for a living. So uh, let's let's uh, let's do it. Let's do it for li- let's, let's, let's together, do guys. it for a living. Fuck it, you know. So <laughs> I'm all about yeah. it. So all right. Well, thank you, and uh, see you next time. Goodbye.